Welcome to the podcast of William Patterson University's chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists, or WPSPJ, where voices from the news industry guide us and inspire our future. On this podcast, we'll spotlight the activities of the nationally recognized Society of Professional Journalists chapter at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey. We are the reporters of today and tomorrow committed to SPJ's mission of diversity and democracy and inspiring successive generations of talented individuals to become dedicated journalists. I am Rochelle Estrada, the Vice President for WPSPJ, and you are tuning in to a brand new episode of the WPSPJ podcast. I'm here today for my second episode with WPSPJ member Mia Alfred. Welcome back for round two, Mia. Thanks for having me. It feels great to be back, Rochelle. I'm excited to be here. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm stepping out of my shell. And this is a new experience, and I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited. Definitely. It's always, always super fun to be able to not only allow yourself to experience new things, but experience the benefits of it, too. Because I know it's scary. It's intimidating. Being here is scary sometimes you know talking in front of a microphone and knowing you're being recorded is a little nerve-wracking trust me i still have my moments to be nervous it happens to everybody but you know what it's new it's exciting and you kind of grow to enjoy it because again it's just we're conversating it's a conversation so even if it takes time you know you get you get into it at a certain point but because it's new for you you're allowing yourself to grow and being able to say that you experienced that so I congratulate you once again. Thank you. This is your second episode with us, and it's exciting to be able to have you. And I always say that for every student that comes on and is co-hosting with me for this podcast, that we always appreciate the students that come and partake in these episodes. So I say again to you, thank you for being here, and thank you for joining us. And Thanks. for all those that are listening, thank you for listening as well, from whatever platform you're listening from and where you are. And in WPSPJ... We not only give students the opportunities to be able to come out and podcast, but we also give students the opportunities to have events where they're able to work on their public speaking skills when they're networking with different journalists, because we do different kinds of events like the reality check events that we had talked about in the previous episode. And we've had a wide range of journalists who have spoken to us in our chapter. And I don't know if you've noticed, Mia, but um, we've had journalists whose experiences have kind of ranged And there would be reporters that would be in the news industry for years, but there would also be reporters who are fresh out of college and already working in the news industry. And I have to ask, how does it feel to be able to meet reporters who are currently in entry-level positions or have been promoted from having an internship to having a job? It feels very inspiring to see these young people in entry-level positions. I think that... It shows college students like myself that with hard work and with dedication, you can be in an entry-level position as well. But at the same time, it feels intimidating because not everybody's journey is the same. All because this person is in an entry-level position doesn't mean that this person will. So, you know, it kind of puts the pressure on you to try to do your best, to try to be at a higher position as young as you can. That's very, very true. Um, definitely, it's really, really, really nice. I could say really uh, many times. Trust me, it is. It's really nice to be able to have a journalist in the industry that's not that much older than me because it gives me hope that I can be able to get into the field at a decent point in my life. 
you know, or that you have the opportunity to reach that position or start building your way up. So it's nice to be able to have someone that is not that much older than you because it makes you feel less intimidated, you know. But I feel you on the fact that you do say that it can be intimidating also because you feel pressured to have to be successful or reach where other people are at like a set time in your life. But what you said is really true. You hit the nail on the head, which is that everybody's journey is different. Everybody's going to go into their own path and there's going to be people that try sometimes over and over again to find what's best for them, what's fitting for them. But it doesn't always work out. You know, you could go into any field. There's people that have jumped from journalism to PR, uno reverse back, you know, but (laughs) they have to experience that to find what's their niche, what's meant to be for them. But that's part of the journey. That's part of the process. Because when you reach that point, then you feel great. You feel like I not only found where I belong, but I also managed to have new experiences along the way that I can tell other people I did. So trust me, it's a very nice experience. I know that with you and with me, we're going to find where we belong in the industry. We have the goals. We have the dreams. We just keep working toward that. And that's what we do. Right. In this episode... We spoke to Taylor Zhang, a social justice reporter from New Jersey Spotlight News. Zhang covers stories that focus on multiracial identity and issues centering the Black, Indigenous, and people of color communities. Zhang is also a member of the Asian American Journalists Association and participated in the WPSPJ panel on Asian Americans in journalism, which was featured in earlier episodes of this podcast. In this clip... Jung emphasizes the importance of working toward our post-college careers through our coursework and extracurricular activities. And she also encourages us to start networking before graduation. I think that people in our industry are really like open and amenable to talking and and helping um, college students and master's students. So I would just, I know it sounds like really cliche, but I think that does really help is just like, simply reaching out to people and you might not hear back or you might get some no's, but I think it's still worth worth the try. You know, Mia, even though it can be scary and intimidating putting yourself out there, Jung has a point because feeling nervous about talking to anybody is kind of inevitable. I'm going to be honest and say that when I started doing reporting for this podcast, The first person who I interviewed for this podcast was Hazel Sanchez, who is a morning news anchor for PIX11 News. And our first episode, our inaugural episode is about her. But I was the one that interviewed her in William Patterson. And I knew about her and I I really went into it thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be collected. You know, I'm going to be smooth. (laughs) But what happened? I started the recording and I was stammering. I was talking so fast and Hazel Sanchez said, you need to slow down. And I was like, I, I, I do. She's like, yeah, you need to slow down. I could tell you're nervous. And so I'm like, dang it, I was supposed to hide that. But it happens, you know, it's, it's the nerves because I guess it's the fact that you know who you're talking to and you want to be able, in a sense, to come out prepared or come out calm and collected, not intimidated by anybody. Because, you know, that's something that people may look at and be like, wow, she's not intimidated. It's impressive. But that's easier said than done to do, you know. But what I really, really appreciated from that experience is how understanding Hazel Sanchez was in my interview process. She gave me really great advice 
on how to go about asking these questions. And there was a difference from the next recording, how I was as a reporter. I slowed down, the conversation became more natural, it became more smoother. And it started to feel like I'm talking to a professional journalist, but it's not so scary, you know? But you allow yourself to experience that and even make the mistake in order to grow. You know, sometimes you have to, again, go out of your comfort zone, no matter what happens, to be able to learn from it and grow stronger from it. But it's really beneficial and important to be able to establish connections with journalists and employers working in the field. Have you had experience talking to anybody in any way from the profession? Well, Professor Hershon actually was able to connect me with Christina Carrega. She's a national criminal justice reporter at Capital B, which is a Black-led news organization. And this connection provided so much insight into the journalism field. I thank her for taking the time out of her day to speak to me and also Professor Hershon for actually setting this meeting up. Um, It was great to see a woman of color doing interested in the same things i'm interested in and actually having a thriving career it was very inspiring she gave me tips and it was a very meaningful conversation yeah i can imagine you know being able to speak to someone that also aligns with your goals it's a good feeling you know because you are able to receive insight that's tailor-made to what you want to do and it's it's meaningful it's going to hit you more you know, but that's really great that Professor Hershon was able to give you that opportunity to be able to connect with Christina Carrega. Um, I've been in like at least one or two of her Zoom sessions. She's really, really nice. Yes. And seeing the amount of work that she's done in her profession, it's really, really great. You know, she has a lot of years of experience, but she covers really difficult topics, too. It is. You're going into different elements of like criminal justice within communities. And Taylor Jung is also another person who also does reporting for indigenous communities, black communities and even within the Asian American population. So, you know, it's not easy to be able to report that kind of coverage, but you gain the skills and you're able to deal and embrace those tough moments. And you're the one that makes the stories that some people are too afraid to tell. So you were able to speak to a very influential person in that regard. So I definitely hope that that's something that you could carry with you and that you can be able to move forward with that being the case. You know, there's an individual journey that we each have to take to find where we belong. But that's one of the things that sometimes can hold people back. The idea that like, oh, I have to graduate college and already be in like a full-time job or already be at like the ultimate position I want to be at until I retire. You know, that's not really realistic at all. We may not even know yet. I don't think, I don't know if you would have an answer if I were to ask like, what would you, where are you going to be at after you graduate from here? We're both juniors, you know? It's hard to tell the future. (laughs) Exactly. You know, that's what I tell everybody. I'm like, I'm not sure yet, but I want to build my way there. I know. That's my response. I'm like, what do you want to do after college? I don't know. I just want to get my degree first. (laughs) Exactly. There's so many students that say that because that's what's more feasible for them right now. That's what they know the outcome of where they're going to be once they graduate. I know I'm going to get the degree. But in the field, you're going into, you don't know where you may be at. You don't know maybe what news organization you may end up in. You may have a goal. You may be like, I, my goal is to end up working in CNN or my goal is to be able to work in 1010 wins. But I don't know what process comes beforehand to get to that point. You know, neither of us are going to know. But that's okay. You know, that's part of the journey. And besides that being the case, other reasons for people refraining from putting themselves out there could go with, it could also entail people feeling unqualified, you know, because we're still in our early days. We still need more experience. We're not going to get it all after college. We've got to build our way to that. But for some people, they may be like, I don't have much experience, so I shouldn't work here because I don't got enough compared to you 
or compare to this person or compare to that. But then if you're comparing yourself already to a professional, you're kind of in a sense limiting yourself on what you can do because, well, they had to build a way to get those experiences and we do too. You know, you can't really cut, sell yourself short because somebody else reached a certain point that required them to work for it and we didn't put in the work yet. You know, yes. that's how I go about it. Um, but it's okay, you know. What matters is more so what you do to get the experience rather than the fact alone that you may not have it yet. Mm-hmm. That's how I go about that kind of stuff. Especially also with um, being fear of rejection too. That's a um, big one. That's a good one because I myself am one of the people that could say I'm scared of rejection. Me too. Rejection. I think everybody is. Rejection hurts. It, <laughs> <laughs> it could be from any general scenario, you know, with a person or with a job, you know. It can make you feel kind of discouraged if they tell you you didn't get the job, you weren't you weren't fitting for what we wanted. I had that be the case of an internship. They rejected me, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it's okay because I think that there's a better internship out there for me. Just like with the job too. Mm-hmm. There's a better job out there for me. But you know what? I did my part to work toward finding that out for myself. Because imagine if you didn't even try. Apply. You didn't even try. You didn't apply. Right. But you kind of automatically create that scenario for you. I'm not going to get in, so I'm not going to apply. But then what? You're limiting yourself. Exactly. So you want to be able to put yourself in scenarios where maybe failure may happen, but success can happen too. But we won't know unless we do it, you know? But all of those reasons, among many more, are what prevents people within college students to be able to put themselves out there, go to networking events at William Patterson, because we do have a few here. So that could be the case. And there's ways, though, for students to be able to build connections and to put themselves out there. And... And William Patterson, what they have done here is that there's classes that have given like assignments that require students to network. I have that be the case right now for me for two classes. I'm taking a news editing course and a reporting through social media course. And in that class, both classes, I'm doing an assignment where I have to interview a professional from like the profession. And again, do written work for it and presentations. But I have the opportunity to be able to network with the person, you know, and it's nice because you get to really kind of get to know someone else and they get to know you too. Your name kind of falls under their radar when you're able to connect with a different person because you never know how they can help you when you end up applying for a job in the future. They'll remember you as like, oh yeah, you were that college student that I spoke to a year or two ago for this class. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could update them like this is what I've been able to do ever since we talked. You know, so it could lead somewhere, but your name is no longer just you, your teacher knowing your name. Other people know too. So that's really good. But if people don't want to do that, well, there's a start to be able to get yourself out there. And that's LinkedIn. You know, I'm sure you have a LinkedIn. I have one. And it's just a great opportunity to be able to put all of your work out there that people can look at when you're not talking to them. It's really, really um, convenient for that. It gives you the opportunity to put different links. So I have different articles that I've published that I've gotten published by other people and my website, all of that stuff. It's in there because it's a secondary platform that leads to the primary platform being my own webpage. You know, so you could put anything that you want in there as well as job experiences. It does the telling for you in a sense when someone's trying to like look and see who you are without having to actually talk to you about it. LinkedIn does the job. And you're able to network too by having connections and making friends on LinkedIn. So it's pretty convenient. As we have previously mentioned, it can be difficult to take the first step 
and building connections with others, especially if we feel unsupported. Fortunately, SPJ has college, state, and national chapters that welcome everyone into a community of like-minded individuals that share passion for journalism and can help guide you in your career path. There are also journalist associations that bring reporters of various demographics together to be resources for you. In this clip here, Jung talks about her involvement with the Asian American Journalist Association and how it has influenced her career. Oh, honestly, like like they've been they've helped me tenfold because instantly you have this network where you can tap in and ask like, hey, can someone review my resume? Um, you know, ha- like times where I've had trouble finding a job or ways to navigate the industry. I've always just, again, sent an email either to our listserv. We also have Slack group. Again, that's another resource where you can pretty much ask any question that you need, or, you know, if someone has a reference that they could provide for you, or they know who the editor is for a certain publication, you just have that information immediately at your hands and everyone's helping each other too. And it's really supportive. So I think that helps feel that's helped me feel less alone, honestly. I'm not going to lie, it's really cool that they have different journalist associations for different ethnicities because they have like the National Association of Hispanic Journalists, they have the Asian American Journalist Association, even for the Black community, they have a journalist association for that as well. So it's nice because you're able to talk to people within that profession that can relate to you too, because they come from that background. You could create a, a sense of unity and community within people from a community. So like for you, for example, you could join a hub of journalists that are within the black community where you don't just meet Christina Correga, but you could meet somebody else that works in the journalism field that is of black descent. Yes. And I think these associations being made, it's wonderful because representation matters. Uh, Certain groups aren't represented um, correctly because some people don't understand they don't un- know the world that you come from and also these groups it gives a sense of belonging because you're with like-minded people who know the struggle who understands what happens in the world um, based off of skin color and stuff like that so they understand and they could relate to you yeah they're the right voice to be able to tell the right set of stories You know, because maybe there's certain issues that certain reporters may not be able to fully report on correctly because they didn't have that personal experience. But if there is an opportunity to be able to get a voice that has personally experienced the news topic, tell the story, then it's easier to do so. You know what I mean? It makes the story much more incredible for that reason being the case. And what you said is true too. It's nice being able to have that sense of unity and belonging from different people within the community. And it's really great, especially in college, to be able to get a taste of what it is, to meet different people of different ethnicities and the networking opportunities that we've been given with other people of color that WPSPJ has been able to provide. And one of those examples was the Asian American panel that we were able to have that featured Asian American journalists such as Taylor Zhang or Tiwa Chang or Hazel Sanchez. They're all within that descent. But it's nice being able to have those people as connections because they can bring something that's really unique, that's interesting to bring to the table, you know? And again, it's representation. Representation matters, like you said. It's very, very important to be able to have that representation be the case in any direction that journalism ends up going in. You want to be able to maintain that 
you know, as new people come in, or there's a wave of journalism happening in a country that may not really be doing so much journalism right now. That's a new group of people that represent the industry. So, you know, it's always good to kind of widen the horizons, as cliche as it sounds, for anybody that comes into the field. And I know that with WPSPJ, we're only going to be able to have more events that are going to feature different people with that are from different ethnicities and have different stories to tell. So that's really great. And for you, Mia, you are a member of WPSPJ, just like I am. And as you know, we are just a college chapter of a national organization. There's a big national organization that extends past us, which is the National Society Professional Journalist Chapter. And I don't know if you've been able to hear a little bit about what they do, but if you go on their website, they have various kinds of services for anybody, whether you're a college student or you're a professional. You could go on their website and they give you, for example, they give you style books. Um, they give you different seminars that go into different policies within journalism, freedom of the press and the First Amendment. And they also go into having a magazine, the Quill magazine. They have a newsletter for the Quill magazine. And they talk about different kinds of topics all the time that actually are just more into the industry. Mm-hmm. Per se, they go into the national journalism industry, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. But they do that. They go into ethics. They do ethics discussions. And they're doing regional events, which Mia, um, they're going to be doing a regional event very, very soon. And I know at some point you're going to have an experience of being able to go. Yes. So I know it's, it's probably going to be like a first time for you to be able to go to an SPJ regional event. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about the fact that you may have a chance to be able to go to an SPJ event? I'm excited. This is a new experience. I'm ready to learn. I'm very eager to partake in this. And I think this will be a good experience and, you know, get my feet wet with the SPJ. And yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, it's a good opportunity to get your name out there and to also represent our college too. (laughs) Because, you know, Pioneer Pride, that's always going to be the case. But it's nice being able to have these resources at our disposal because... We're learning and we're in a position where if we are able to take a lot of things that we learn into the profession, we have a very great big head start Mm -hmm. to be able to keep growing into the field and already have a lot that we know how to do. That could go into writing ethics for a serious news story or for a specific group of people considering the sensitivity, racial sensitivity, you know. They have different kinds of guidelines that go into journalism ethics and Another thing that I had also seen being the case was that um, they have like a different kind of segment within their website because they have like, you know, like different um, sub pages, you know, and they give you the opportunity to not only be like a member within um, whether you're a professional or college student, but they also give you opportunities to be able to donate to the cause because they're really trying to continue to encourage journalism to keep spreading, to invest in the actual field itself. And also keep talking about the ethics, the very, very important ethics of being able to, you know, seek for truth, report it, minimize harm, act independently. That's all part of their standards, you know. So it's great being able to have that be the case in college, that we have inspirational models that keep advocating for the truth. So, you know, that's a nice feeling to be able to have, you know, you were still in college, you're a junior, just like I am. Mm -hmm. And it's still just the fact that we're open to learning. Like you said, you're open to getting your feet wet. You're opening to just letting new things sink in and go into it. Like, I don't know everything, but I want to learn more. Yes, exactly. 
And also being involved with an organization like this, it provides many wonderful experiences because nowadays it's not about what you know, but who you know. So being involved with SPJ can open many doors that you may have not opened by yourself. Right, right. That's very true. That's very, very, I like the way you actually put that, actually, that sometimes it's not what you know, but who you know, because that matters. That could get you a job, who you meet and who you know. Who you meet makes a difference. And you are well on your way to being able to have the opportunity to meet someone that can make a difference for you Mm -hmm. in the profession, especially with the conferences and everything. I don't know who's going to be there, but that's kind of the beauty of it, too. You Mm -hmm. are open to any kind of surprise, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And networking with a bunch of different people, it's overwhelming, but I'm ready. Right? (laughs) Absolutely. It can be scary. Yes, you're right. But you know what? You're ready. I'm ready. (laughs) Hopefully everybody's listening. I hope you're ready too. Because definitely take advantage of the people that you meet. Even if you're already working in a journalism industry, keep expanding the connections. Because this world is so huge. You think you meet everybody. You think you've met everybody already. No, you don't. There's somebody else that works in the profession that can bring something new to maybe a story you're writing or a job opportunity. There are many more people that we can meet. We just gotta keep allowing ourselves to being open to meeting people and also putting our name out there Mm -hmm. at the end of it all. Thanks for listening to the WPSPJ podcast. We'd love to hear from you on Instagram and Twitter at WPSPJ. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast on Apple. Until next time, we are SPJ.